The Minnesota Vikings have brought joy and misery to the Vikings fans for many years. At the Skull Purple Podcast, we just want to see the Vikings party with the Lombardi. Join us for analysis, interviews, laughs, and much more. It's the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. The Skull Purple Podcast starts now. Here's your host, Carson Schubert. Welcome into the Skull Purple Podcast. It is good to be with you here in week three of the 2023 NFL season. I'm Carson, as it says below. Tony joining me uh, for a Chargers preview. Uh, we uh, we were hoping to have somebody from the Chargers join us, but unfortunately, due to scheduling, we weren't able to quite get that to work. And also, um, yeah, some other unforeseen circumstances going on as well, but uh, you're stuck with us. So uh, if you didn't know that by now, well, now you can unsubscribe if you need to. <laughs> we apologize in advance. Uh, that's right. That's right. Um, but no, it's good to be good to be with everybody here uh, to talk about the Vikings and Chargers game that's coming up on Sunday and yours truly will be in attendance for that game. So I'm looking forward to getting back to U.S. Bank Stadium for the first time since 2017. The miracle season, baby. That was the last time I was there. Um, that's when they beat the Ravens, I think, that year. Um, that was still when Joe Flacco was the starting quarterback for the Ravens that year. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, I think that was his final year. And then Lamar took over the following year, I want to say. So and that makes sense from a timeline perspective. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and funny story. Uh, my one of my college buddies also was at that game uh, when I was there and we didn't know it at the time because we actually did not know each other at that time. <laughs> so there you go. Fun little history for you on the Skull Purple podcast. But before we get into the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers, Powder uh, Blues, all the uh, all the Arnold Schwarzenegger Chargers references you can make. Um, we have some other references we need to make. Tony, uh, the Vikings signed Dalton Reisner. Uh, we put out a little short on our YouTube channel, but. Uh, how about that? Dalton Reisner finally is a Viking. It seems like it was almost inevitable to some degree that the Vikings were at least going to bring somebody in after the injury to Oliudo, you know, and the Vikings have been linked back with Dalton Reisner since like, I want to say March or April or something like that. So it's been a while since the Vikings have, at least been linked to him. And finally he signs with the Vikings on Monday. Um, my thought is why not do it sooner? Like, why did you wait until now? Uh, that is my biggest question. Um, but uh, I'll throw it to you. What are your overall thoughts? And maybe if you want to throw your two cents in on that question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's a good signing. I mean, as you mentioned, uh, with injuries starting to mount a little bit on the offensive line, 
uh, obviously Bradbury with the back, uh, Darisaw with this kind of lingering ankle now, uh, and then Udo goes down for the season uh, with a quad injury in the Eagles game. Um, you know, we need depth, and certainly when looking at the preseason, for all the weirdos like myself that actually watched all the preseason games, uh, certainly no surprise to you that depth is an issue. I mean, the, the second uh, string, third string offensive line was rough, to say the least, uh, in preseason. So um, certainly, you know, was expecting some sort of move there. Uh, as far as the question on the timing with Reisner, you know, it's hard to speculate here. I, I'm going to say that uh, if I'm going to be charitable to Quasi, the front office, um, Kevin O'Connell to a degree, because obviously I think he has some decision-making abilities, um, probably came down to just money and timing. I mean, I think we all, and myself included, we're taken aback when we saw the Gaskin move, for instance. That's kind of where my mind goes when we were like, why we're signing Gaskin. And of course, I'm talking about Miles Gaskin, the running back. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, we're waving him. He's going to go on the practice squad. And then uh, Carson was actually the one to quickly point out to me like, hey, no, this is just so that way they kind of get out of this whole guaranteed money thing for week one they're going to then sign him back onto the active roster after week one. And I, I kind of think that's a little bit of the game that they were playing with Reisner here. Whereas I think they wanted to number one, see if it was a necessity. Uh, and then number two, buy us a little bit of time. The price of admission to the Reisner show probably goes down a little bit. Uh, once games start and getting played. And then you probably also aren't on the hook for you know, some of that guaranteed money that might be there if he were on the active roster to start week one. So um, I think there was just a lot of factors in play there. And if that was if, if I were to have to guess and it's speculation, um, that would be the reasoning I, I kind of see. Yeah, yeah but overall I, uh, excited about the move. Yeah, well, I, I think there's some skeptics out there and I don't think that should be totally thrown away, but um, Dalton Reisner, uh, just want to point this out. He's got a deal that's worth up to $4 million and he's guaranteed two and a half million dollars. Um, so that's uh, that's from the Twitters or the X's, I guess, calling it the, the X's experts. now. The, the experts. experts, there you go, yeah, yep. So, um, congratulations to the latest Twitter verify verification to uh, Tony, by the way. Yeah, I got you, the old blue, uh, blue check mark. You know, there it is. Uh, did you, uh, did you want to make a speech at this time? Uh, I don't have one prepared, uh, but <laughs> jokes on Elon. That's all I can say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, I think it's a good signing, uh, because it's hard to get worse than what you were at right guard at this point. I mean, like I've said to you, Tony, I think multiple times, and I've probably even said on the show, not only was Ed Ingram the worst guard in football last year, he was one of the worst, and I think he graded out as the worst offensive lineman in the entire league. It was not just the guard position. It wasn't just center. It wasn't just tackle. It was all of them. 
Like, that's how bad he was a season ago, and I get it. He was a rookie and all this stuff, and it's like, well, things really, excuse me, haven't, haven't improved too much yeah. at this point. Um, so it's like, yeah, I, they needed to make some move, but I think this is actually more uh, in relation to the Ole Udo uh, injury, which I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Like that's the big reason why this move was made. I'm not a hundred percent sure if this move gets made, if Udo is still healthy, I'm, I, I would question that. Um, now could it have happened eventually still? Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I, so I'm, I'm just kind of, kind of throwing that out there too, but, uh, Yes, there probably is a reason that he was not signed. I think part of it was opportunity. He wanted the right opportunity. And also he wanted the right amount of money. And finally, in week three, going into week three, he's like, okay, this is the right amount of money. This is the right team. And I think, because I think if he wanted to go anywhere, I'm sure somebody would have taken him, right? I mean, like if he would have played for a million dollars for the season, you know, I'm sure somebody would have been like, yeah, come on over, you know, even as a backup, like I'm sure somebody would have taken him on. Like yeah. he's been too solid in his career. I mean, I'm not saying he's like Zach Martin or anything at guard, but you know, he's a, he's a at least average, if not above average guard. And that's something the Vikings, I don't think have currently on this roster. I think Ezra Cleveland is still a little below average. So um, that's my opinion. And I guess, <laughs> I guess we'll see if it works out. Honestly, I think they could put him in week one and it still probably wouldn't be as bad as some of the games with Ed Ingram. So, <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, that's what I would say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to say it. It really is hard to say. Like, I think with some of these free agent signings, you do have to, you know, think about all the different angles and it does beg the question why he wasn't picked up by another team. Um, you know, if he was a superstar pro bowler, most likely he's not a free agent, right? Like he's going to be right. Either he would have been picked up right away, uh, or just retained by the Broncos. Um, so there's that. I just think, I think this goes back to my original point as to why the Vikings waited. You know, one of the staples of free agency, especially when it comes to offensive linemen, because as you mentioned, even average linemen come at such a premium. It's just you, you teams regularly overpay for mediocre talent in, in free agency. And look, if there's one thing you want to give Quasi uh, credit for so far in his tenure I don't know if I've seen him overpay for anybody yet, at least in my opinion. I, I, I think if we look at the signings they've made, um, some would say that they don't like the amount of maybe dumpster diving that he does uh, with some of the Marcus Davenports of the world. But some would say it, time, but I wouldn't say it. Yeah, that's that's right. Others might say. Um <laughs> But it is one of those things where, you know, he's looking for value. And I think with Reisner, there was maybe a situation where the value was there from a play perspective, but the price tag wasn't palatable at that time. So right now it might be a bit more of a, 
again, it might be a better deal than what we would have maybe overspent on had we have made the move earlier. Yeah, that's a good point. That yeah. is a good point. Yeah. When he's trying to get out of, you know, he's trying to get out of cap space hell, uh, which is what we've this team has been in for the last couple of years. So, and that's not his fault. That's a that's a holdover from the Spielman era that he's had to kind of dig through. So, yeah. Um. Yep. So there you go. Vikings signed Dalton Reisner. I think that's pretty much all we needed to cover in that regard. Um, yeah. Will he play right away? It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but uh, yeah, I, even in his college days, by the way, like he really, he hasn't played tackle in the NFL, but like back in his college days, he did have uh, at least some reps at tackle. So I think if the Vikings would get in a pinch, they could potentially put him out there. I think that would be a last resort kind of a thing, but yeah, um, I I don't think that that's totally out of the realm, uh, knowing how good the Vikings are at uh, having offensive linemen injured apparently the last two years. Um, and also the fact that uh, <laughs> the ones that are injured weren't usually that good to begin with other than Brian O'Neill and Christian Derrissaw, so... There you go. Um, and Lord, please help Christian Derrissaw stay healthy. That's all I have to say about that because, man, when that guy is on the field, he is so good. And uh, when he's not, things are not good for the Vikings offense usually. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess anything else you want to add on the offensive line before we dive into this Chargers preview, Tony? No, I'm uh, I'm ready to start talking about the bolts, the bolts, the bolts, the bolts. Um, so the uh, Los Angeles Chargers come into U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. Um, looking forward to going to the game. Um, both teams are on two, and it's going to be interesting to see how both of these teams come out if they're both ready to bounce back, um, or uh, if one team just as ready to bounce back and the other isn't, you know, I'm kind of curious to see what the mentality is from both sidelines, Tony. Um, I don't know what to kind of expect from that uh, perspective. Uh, but before we get into it, here's the, here's the series history. I had to throw this together for you guys. The series history, the Vikings lead the all time series eight to six Vikings have won three straight in the series. Um, Vikings have a five and three record when playing the chargers at home. This is the first time for the chargers at us bank stadium first game. Um, and then the last game, these two teams played Vikings won 27 to 20 back on November 14 of 2021. So there you have it. Uh, the Vikings and Chargers series history. Um, but uh, Tony, I guess uh, just throw it to you real quick uh, for the for your initial thoughts. What do you what do you see um, in this game? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, first off, for the for those that are uh, privy to the betting lines, this game right now is sitting at even. Uh, so there is. No uh, movement either way. Um, it is an even line right now. 
Uh, over under those 54. So Vegas is expecting a lot of scoring, which uh, isn't a surprise to me. Um, it's going to be quite the, I think, explosive day offensively, hopefully for both teams. Uh, just have to hope that the Vikings come away with a victory. I agree with you, though. I mean, these are two teams, both 0-2, that need to find a way to get a victory. And it's been kind of a similar story. I mean, you know, different, obviously, each team is unique. But, you know, the Chargers have been in these games that they've played. They just can't find a way to win. I think the thing with the Chargers is this dates back to last year, um, you know, where they just can't seem to close out games. Um, whereas with the Vikings, we've kind of just found that bug, uh, through these first two games. Whereas last year we kind of had that issue where we were, uh, finding ways to win games. We probably shouldn't. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's similar tales, uh, for these teams, but, um, certainly I'm hopeful for the Vikings. I feel like the Vikings, because of the fact that we do have a season full of finding ways to win games, I do think the Vikings come out victorious. Uh, and uh, I know I've been very critical of them the last two weeks, but uh, sometimes you just go with your gut. And my gut's telling me one thing Taco Bell was probably a bad choice tonight. Two, <laughs> now the Vikings, I think, are going to be coming away with their first victory here on Sunday. Yeah, I tell you what, if, uh, if it's not a victorious Vikings Sunday, um, and obviously you could say the same for the chargers, but, uh, things kind of look a little bleak, uh, after that. I mean, yeah, you probably win at Carolina. Um, and I, and I don't even feel a hundred percent confident saying that because I do think Carolina's defense is pretty decent. And if they're able to run the ball effectively, which, uh, could be the case, then, uh, that, could make it pretty easy for Bryce Young, but uh, that is kind of where I'm at with uh, with that. But anyways, I will say um, I, I think the running game for the Chargers does worry me a little bit. The good news, um, but also bad news, is that Austin Eckler is not going to probably play this game. Um, so it'll be Joshua Kelly, who's actually pretty solid number two. Um, but, uh, Austin Eckler being out of this game more than likely, I think it is at this point. I don't think it's a hundred percent confirmed, but, um, uh, that actually helps the Vikings, unfortunately, um, cause you'd love to play against the best or whatever, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can't, uh, you, you got to take your victories when you can get them too. So, um, yeah, I guess what are your thoughts on the Vikings trying to defend this Chargers running attack? I mean, it's the nice thing is, I would say, is that the uh, um, <laughs> the nice thing is that the Vikings will not have to face quite as good of an offensive line. <laughs> the Chargers offensive line's a little bit below the Philadelphia Eagles, so there you go. Yeah, I, I would say that, uh, I mean, it worries me every week until they prove that they have an answer for the run game. Um, I don't really care who it is at this point. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that the Bucks are an incredibly amazing running football team, um, even though that offensive line isn't, isn't too terribly bad. Uh, we know what the Eagles can do, so that was no surprise. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, until they prove me otherwise, it's going to be, I mean, teams are going to keep pounding the rock uh, as they should and, and make us prove that we can't just be run on all day long. Um, so that's what they're going to try to do. And Herbert's a capable quarterback. So that's, I'm sure that's why Vegas has an over and under at 54. You know, um, I think that there's going to be a lot of scoring. I think we're probably going to try to prove that we can stop the run, but that's going to open up some things on the back end. So expect guys like, uh, like a Keenan Allen to probably have a decent day. Um, you know, even if they don't win the game, I would not expect their offensive, uh, players to have bad days against this Vikings defense. And and again, I'll go on record by saying I think this is a better defense than we had last year. It's just uh, you know, I mean it's a low bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know. Uh, but I, I do I do think it's gonna be the Chargers are a capable offense. So um, we'll just see what happens. And I think it might come down to again uh turnovers. You know, can the Vikings play you know, close to mistake-free football and hopefully force a turnover or two. Um, you know, that could be the biggest difference in the game as it should in every game, but we got to cut, we got to stop the sloppy play. So playing a tight disciplined football game for the Vikings is key. And then hopefully again, we can force them into some mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to question you a little bit here. Um, play a little thing, little game I've come up in my head with. It's not the greatest title, but if this, then that. Um, so basically what I'm asking is if the Vikings get to the quarterback three times, then they will win. Or, you know, like if this happens, then that will happen. Kind of a thing. Like that's kind of where I'm going with this. Sure. So where would you, where would you put this? Uh, <laughs> what would you say if, if what the Vikings will win, what, what, what would you, what would that one thing be if you had to limit it to one or you could do two things? No, I've got, I, I mean, I've got one in my head and it's going to go right to the last point I just made. If the Vikings win the turnover battle, they will win the game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the key. I mean, I know, I know that's a little bit of low hanging fruit, but after the last two weeks, I mean, my goodness, what are we at? Minus six in the turnover margin or something like that. So, um, yeah, if the Vikings win the turnover battle, we will win this game. How about this one? If the Vikings rush for more yards than the Chargers, they will win the game. How about that one? That one seems very unlikely. <laughs> you never and know. I don't. And I don't think that that necessarily means that the Vikings lose if they don't outrush the Chargers, but I'm just saying if they do outrush the Chargers, that means the Vikings did a lot right, I think. I'm most likely, yeah. hopefully, um, because they're running the clock out or you know moving the line of scrimmage and things like that. So um, I guess the two X factors before we get to the, uh, prediction for the game, two X factors on that chargers defense, obviously you got to mention Joey Bosa, um, and, uh, old friend, uh, from the bears, Khalil Mack is also there, uh, with the chargers coming back to play the Vikings. So, um, the good news is if they're both on the outside and both Darrison O'Neill are playing, 
then it shouldn't be too big of a problem. However, <laughs> if they start to rotate those guys inside, Tony, and uh, try and expose that interior offensive line, then we could have an issue. What are your thoughts on the Vikings offensive line versus Bosa and Mack? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a challenge. But, you know, I said the same thing last week against the Eagles, and while it was a challenge, um, you know, it wasn't as much of a factor as I thought it was going to be. Like, I really thought they were going to be just blowing up our line on every down almost, right? Uh, so the fact that I thought that there were at least opportunities there um, and, you know, some of it's them bringing in help and what have you. I, I have confidence that if we can handle that, if we can handle that interior D line that Philadelphia has, which is a heck of a D line that they have, um, it's going to be hard to match that, uh, for another opponent. So I would say the task that they'll have this weekend, while it is challenging, I'd say it's still not as challenging as what they had against the Eagles. And we still had opportunities to win that game. So. Yeah, there you go. All right, Tony, uh, before we wrap things up here, what is your game prediction for the Vikings and Chargers? Um, obviously, you kind of feel like the Vikings are going to win, but uh, how about a score uh, since you got the Vegas over-under there? Yeah, I'm going to say that uh, it's going to go over, but um, the, the Taco Bell crystal ball in my gut is telling me Vikings win 31 27. That is exactly the score I had in my mind. <laughs> Look at that. See, there we go. Well, there you go. 31 27 Vikings win. That is the prediction. My prediction is Justin Herbert actually has the ball last and somebody makes a big play, whether it's Harrison Smith getting an interception uh, maybe it's one of the rookies like a Makai Blackman coming up and making a big play. Um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe somebody like that. Maybe, uh, maybe a Caleb Evans, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Troy die gets a strip sack. Um, yeah. he's actually, um, I think he's like first in the league in, um, winning on, uh, pass blocking. He's like pass block win rate. He's number one in the league right now. So. It's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, well, I think that is going to wrap it up for us here. Um, make sure to like and subscribe to the show, please. Um, leave your comments, your score predictions. Tony's got his hands together. He's asking you, please, um, please leave your score predictions down below as well. And, uh, let us know what your thoughts are on this game. Um, it's going to be bad news. I will just say that. It's it's going to be bad news if somehow the Vikings lose this game uh, going forward. But I think they pull it together and get to 2-2 two and two before Kansas City comes to U.S. Bank Stadium, and who knows how bad that will get. But anyways, uh, that is going to do it <laughs> for the Skull Purple Podcast. Always optimistic um, until we're not. So there you go. That's right. Uh Tony, appreciate you joining me and uh, appreciate everybody for watching this video. As always, Skull. Skull.